Okay, we gotta talk. <laughs> we absolutely have to talk. And I have so much to say. I have so much that has wanted to resurface and has been like wanting to come out since yesterday that this is what happens to me sometimes. This is why I sometimes or for a while wasn't good at communication because I can see and feel and think so many things and like also as I'm digesting it, then come to a new conclusion or see it from a different angle that like sometimes this is why I literally say nothing. But anyway, I want to set the stage. I am in bed naked, (laughs) but naked, of course, like sleep naked. You need to. It's good for you. Um, Potting naked from bed sticky because I have put essential oils like all over my bodies because I have a cold right now and no it is not COVID the government sent my Nana multiple tests who sent the home free tests to me even though celebrities had access to free tests back in fucking 2020 Courtney Love was posting about how we could all be testing from home and why weren't they available. But anyway, all this time later, 2022, when they finally get to us regular folk, um, I have tests. I do not have COVID. I have another cold. I have continued to get colds because I'm a fucking empath. And because I'm pretty sure I'm allergic to the times, I find it amazing. Um, No, you know what? I don't even want to jinx myself. I'm not going to bring monkeypox into this. But I find it amazing that I was missing this pandemic. But there is something else happening that my body does not like that has every few months consistently given me a cold. Hold on. I got to get a sip of my coconut water. Just a moment. I'm not trying to be the Joe Rogan of podcasts. And I'm not trying to be like all these mainstream podcasts. I'm just trying to be me. And I need to sip my coconut water. Hold on. Okay. I may have to sneeze during this pod. I may have to blow my nose. My nose is trying to get rid of any toxic thing that's ever filtered into my nostrils. I've been sneezing like easily 20 times a day the past few days. So some things, my body's working on something and I, I thank my body for that. That's, that's fine. I'll, I'll, I'll get the memo and continue to rest. But anyway, it's Gemini season Gemini season is the perfect time to say some shit and I almost thought I was just gonna like fly right by this Gemini season and not say anything. I was preparing myself to shed some tears for cancer season because each sign the astrology of that sign we can feel it in that season. If you look at the astrology and then look at the themes that's a possibility Um, So in cancer season, I absolutely feel myself 
starting to feel sensitive and wanting to cry and wanting to be by the water. In Gemini season, I definitely find myself laughing, laughing at the fucked up stuff. So being able to embrace the humor of the ridiculousness and also just like wanting to say some shit, you know? Um, so anyway, I've been pretty quiet. I've been pretty quiet about world stuff. I've been pretty quiet about political stuff. I would say for quite a few months, I've just been doing my internal work and trying to really delve deep into myself and look at things, examine things about me, examine things about the life I've created and just really unravel things internally um, and look at my external and I've shied away from perhaps difficult or uncomfortable or unnerving conversations um, because I've just kind of been in a place of peace. I would say since March. In March, I felt like there was something that could have thrown me off balance. And instead, I just decided, you know what? I just want to put content out there that encourages people to love themselves and put some honest, honest poetry out there about the earth and, um, my view of the earth's perspective in ways. And I haven't wanted to talk about necessarily the reality or the matrix or whatever you want to call it, however you refer to it. Um, but yesterday I logged into Google and know that like I could be eating banana bread right now and showering and starting my day. So <laughs> this isn't, this is for me and you, this talk is for us both. Um, get comfortable, see how you feel. And what I'd like to say is there's so much that we consume on social media or in any form of media. And yet it's interesting how so many people are either appreciated after they fucking die and recognized for what they brought forward, what they illuminated, what they created, or so many people are like not understood in the time when they're trying to come forward with messages. Or it's interesting how like people who are trying to tell you things without using illusion or fear under the guise of love. There's other people who are out here trying to love you as well and tell you things and yet they may be silenced or they may be labeled or whatever, you know? Um, that's happened time and time again throughout history where people have tried to come forward, but because they came from a different angle or because they were unconventional or because it seemed so radical at that period, it was really rejected. But 
as much as someone's version of truth can feel confrontational and it won't exactly match yours, you know, you're interpreting reality off of your filter and your experiences, but we don't have to agree with every single thing someone says, but you can look at their character or really look at how it feels to be around them or really look at, if you don't understand the message, look at why they feel compelled to tell that message, you know, what it says about them and how it, how you could learn something from it. Because we can learn something from anyone. I learn things all the time from people. I learn how not to be. I learn to recognize behaviors I see in someone else that I either do want to possess or that I definitely don't want to possess and know I could maybe come off that way at times as well. So like I literally am learning in the past few years, I am learning from every single moment no matter how significant, subtle, or small it may feel. Hold on, I want to spark my joint. Not that I would recommend smoking when you have a cold, but, and not that I'm like particularly emotional or charged or triggered right now, I'm none of those things. But as I do start to talk about what I want to talk about, I think a little weed will help me. <laughs> and maybe you, definitely you, smoke if you want to. Hold on. No. See, I didn't come into this pod pre prepared. This is an unexpected pod. Hold on, we have to pause for a second. I gotta roll up. Okay. We're back in business five minutes later, joint rolled, bud provided by Legal Greens in Boston, Massachusetts, um, doing their motherfucking thing. Definitely check them out. <coughs> the weed is just right. So anyway, yesterday... As I was making banana bread and watching Dawson's Creek, and hold on, hold on. <coughs> okay, that was from the weed, not the cold. Side note, before we get into this, I have many different, if you know me in real life, you know I take many different detours and conversations, and I'm so sorry. Recently, someone I listened to was talking about ADD, and I so don't love labels, and I truly don't want to be on any medication. Um, I'm not, and I had many experiences with Western medicine growing up that very much disenchanted me. Um, so while I appreciate it for the good of Western medicine and know there's times where it needs to be utilized, I am very much more comfortable in trying to heal myself or um, relying on holistic medicine. But I did wonder listening to someone talk about like ADD and how that diagnosis has helped them understand themselves. And then they describe some of the things they do. I was like, okay, <laughs> I do those things too. But anyway, 
we're going to take a detour onto Dawson's Creek because we need to, like, we, this podcast is going to touch on all kinds of mood and feelings. That's how life is, you know? You cry sometimes, you laugh sometimes, you're pissed sometimes, you're joyful sometimes, you're peaceful sometimes, you're all the things, you know? So anyway, yesterday, I'm going to set the stage for you. Set the scene. Yesterday, I was making banana bread. Came out really good. Um, I put like some dark chocolate chips in there. Mashed up my bananas where they were like a little chunky too. It was good. So as I was waiting for that, I was watching Dawson's Creek. And all of a sudden, when did this start? Okay, I remember the exact day it started. There was one day like two weeks ago where I was just bored. I was so uncomfortably bored and I didn't know why because usually I'm perfectly okay to be by myself or I have options of things I could do, you know, and I have my cat babies here. Um, So I really don't like when I feel bored because there's always truly something we could be doing. Even resting is doing something. Even sleep serves a huge purpose. Um, All the things we do, you know, like watching whatever version of a TV show sometimes that you need so you can disconnect for a little, like whatever it is, everything has its purpose. But I don't like when I feel bored and I feel that feeling of nothing can satisfy this boredom. And maybe it's because I'm not having sex. (laughs) So maybe that's causing like the true point sometimes where I'm like, yeah, there's something better I could be doing right now. What is that thing? And like trying to push deep down that that thing could be, I don't know, having orgasms. But anyway, okay. So a few weeks ago, time is such a blur these days. Is it day? Is it night? What day is it? What time is it? It's all blur. But recently I saw Dawson's Creek was on Hulu And I remember growing up, because I did grow up in the 90s, I remember when that show would be on, but I would hear it, you know how like, okay, I don't know if you know this feeling, because now everybody streams, but if you're older, you will. Like back in the day when we dealt with commercials, when we were in the, what would you call them? Like the archaic times for us or whatever, barbaric times for us. I don't know what you call it. We're still in barbaric times. You know what I mean? Back in the times pre when everything was at your fingertips and like just the world is so different now. But I remember there was certain you could either be in a different room in the house and you'd hear a show come on and you'd know it by its theme song or you'd fall asleep and you'd like wake up and mash would be on or like you'd wake up to michael bolton any 90s baby who fell or any person in the 90s who fell asleep at night knows what i'm talking about when you would get woken up by michael bolton like how am i supposed to live without you and if a man loves a woman just belting that i'd have to be like oh shoot so anyway I always knew when Tales of Crypt, Tales of the Crypt was coming on and I'd have to like run to my TV and shut it off because that or the Are You Afraid of the Dark intro would like terrify me because I was probably 
five at the time when I when these shows were on because I had an older sibling and older siblings like to like traumatize you a little bit. But anyway, there was also I remember when I would hear Dawson's Creek come on and it would be that song where have all the cowboys gone. So when I saw Dawson's Creek again, I thought about that time and I was like, you know what? I could use a little nostalgia. Like I'd like to go back and see a 90s show. I've tried to do it with some of them. Like I tried to watch 90210. Um from today's lens or like I've tried to watch Baywatch there's some where it's just like it was so perfect for them for then but you can't really create it now like it's just not the same now you know there's things you remember from your childhood or that you feel nostalgic nostalgic to like I remember okay here's one so Dunkaroos were discontinued for so many years like breaking all of our hearts right But then I remember in 2020, Dunkaroos were back in the U.S. and they're as they were originally. And my sister sent me a package and I remember I opened it and we were all excited. Um, Tony and I were like, yes, Dunkaroos, what? And then he, he who eats candy all the time and like junk food, couldn't eat them. I was like, no, I have to eat them. I've wondered about them for years. I got to finish it. It was so sugary and it just wasn't how I remembered it. It would have been better left alone. You know what I'm saying? But then there has been shows that I've gone back to in these recent years because since 2020, my life is so different. I have so much more free time. I take so much more time to just do nothing. And as I'm going through this spiritual awakening, existential crisis, um, the fact that my 30s started with my 30th birthday literally was the start of this pandemic in the U.S. of lockdown for us, of quarantine. So, like, my life is so different. You know, the way I view time, the way I want to just be. Um, But anyway, I have gone back and watched a few shows like I've gone back and watched Tales of the Crypt and it's it's it holds it's just as interesting today um it's not scary now seeing it as an adult but the stories are quite interesting and they all have meaning in them they all have a lot of symbolism they're like trying to tell you wise tales in a fucked up way I guess there's a message in each episode um even though the episodes are really dark. But anyway, so recently I thought, you know, I don't think I've ever sat and watched Dawson's Dawson's Creek because it came on and I was too young for it at that time. It really didn't stick with me. I was probably like watching Disney or whatever. And there's so much to be said for Disney, but we'll leave that alone today. So, and my God, I really might have a ADD, huh? (laughs) Anyway, okay. So I wanted to watch Dawson's Creek because I'm like, I never really got to see this show and I wonder if it's good and how it appears now from this perspective. So it took a second. It did take me a second to connect. It took a couple episodes. I had to get a little into the first season to like connect with the characters. And what's interesting is Joey 
who's played by Katie Holmes. In that first season, she really aggravated me. And I had to get quite honest with myself and realize that the reason I found her so unbearable sometimes is perhaps because I've been like her around love in relationships. Um, I have definitely in the past like pushed away someone I was interested in and even broken up with them for my own reasons but then been unhappy with the fact that things were different between us. You know what I'm saying? You have to watch. You'll have to watch her brand of neurosis in relationships. And that's the thing, right? Like each of us can maybe identify with a character and that could be your highest self. And then maybe the character in an entertainment piece that annoys you or triggers you is actually like you in some ways or there's a reason for why you're bothered that's deeper than just that you find them irritating, right? There's always things we can learn from, like I said. So anyway, once I got more involved with the show, then I really started to appreciate it. And there was interesting things I noticed, like all the teens the writers portrayed them in an interesting way um they all articulate their feelings and their thoughts so spot on and most of the times in the moment either to their parents or their teachers or their friends like this group of teenagers just is really self-aware in race and can really communicate on things so articulately like you'd have to see it you have to watch it and I wonder if you'll know what I mean but there's definitely things I noticed that I thought were interesting because I was thinking back to I definitely don't remember speaking like this like a teenager or remembering other teenagers that were like this and I know it's just a show you know but life imitates our art imitates life it's like They're both a reflection of each other in a way, right? So anyway, um, I've really enjoyed watching this show. And now I've been on a Dawson's Creek kick. And I think I'm in season two or three. So yesterday I was making banana bread and watching Dawson's Creek and just trying to ride out this cold. Um... I did have a client over yesterday for hypnosis. I worked on one of my past clients. So I was productive. I'll give myself that. But then I was just kind of chilling out. So I log into Google. I needed to look for something. And I ended up seeing how thousands of cows are dropping dead. And... It didn't make me emotional. I didn't feel like anger or fear or sadness or triggered. But it still hit some nerve in me. Um, It didn't need to evoke a huge emotional response. I just felt like my spirit was activated. I felt called to speak about it. You know, like, for example, a while ago when the Will Will Smith stuff happened, 
I made a whole entire pod around that. And then I remember after not even wanting to listen to it back and not even wanting to give that situation attention and then just being like, you know what, I'm not even going to touch or talk about this one, really. Um, But the thousands of cows dropping dead were now being told it's from heat. So I went and looked up the weather. The weather in Kansas has been 90s with a chance of rain every day and 70s at night. I did not know that constitutes as a heat wave. But there is just there's there's so many things about this that are symbolic and important. And no, I'm not saying you necessarily have to care about it. But like if you and I were walking down a road together and say as we were walking dead birds were just falling out of the sky which has happened in recent times but anyway say dead birds on our walk just started falling like would I ignore that or would I say "Eh, no big deal or would I just be like yeah typical or you know what like there's a range of reactions that could happen and just none of those are how I the me today would be do you know what I'm saying so like for this one too I wasn't like ah or like what the fuck you know like I I'm not like none of those either I'm not like super shocked or spooked or any of those things it's more than I'm just literally like yeah we should talk about this I'm not going to continue on this journey and not acknowledge I'm not going to continue on my walk and ignore the fact that thousands of cows are dropping dead because I didn't say anything when different people were talking about um, all the crops catching on fire and the baby formula shortage and all the other things that they've been putting out there for us to see and that have been happening. I haven't really jumped on any of those narratives. I've just kind of been an observer. Um, but for this one, I feel inclined. And I probably feel inclined for different reasons. My personal reason that I found this interesting and bizarre is because a little over a year ago, I had a vision that I was looking into the eyes of a cow and I was really seeing the depth of them, how deep their brown eyes are and the emotion behind them and the life behind them and the consciousness And the innocence and the awareness and the sensitivity and the want to be loved and have compassion, someone to have compassion towards. Like I, when I say I had this vision, I'm not making that up or trying to sound like a complete quack and I didn't even plan to have it if you've ever had an experience like this then maybe you understand what I mean but anyway um 
yeah, I had never thought so thoroughly about cows or even necessarily had many experiences with them in real life. Um, but in this vision, I was holding one's head and looking into its eyes and exploring my feelings around what I saw and how I felt in that moment. I saw the tag on the cow's ear and it was kind of like nudging me to have me keep my hands there um, on its head, just giving it, wanting that affection or assurance from me. Um, I know, I know how this sounds, but I don't really give a fuck. <laughs> I don't care how I sound. I'm truly just being me. And me changes and me next year could be different and me last year was different, but there are all different versions of me and this is the me right now. So anyway, I then felt other cows nudging at my sides. Um, and actually I remember exactly when this happened. I was with my friend Ashley when I got this vision and it was Halloween. And now that I think of it, it was... Halloween of 2020. Or no, I guess I'm getting it confused. Yeah, it was. It was Halloween of 2020. Wow. Okay. All right. So I haven't eaten meat since then. One time when someone put it in a chili, knowing I was going to be there and knowing that I don't eat it, but that's, we'll leave that alone. Um, and after that, I literally ended up getting a cold. But anyway, I had these cows nudging me at my sides, all with the tags on them, all completely could overpower me with their strength and their size and probably their anger. If it really came down to, if we were really to face off with many of the animals Mother Nature and God has created, um, without our weapons to manipulate and use and kill them, they would fuck us up and they would have reason for why. But yet notice how, despite what happens to elephants or cows or so many animals who are abused in whatever system that they're held captive in, um, they don't. So anyway... I can feel the gentleness of these cows as I'm in the middle of thousands of them and they're all kind of nudging me and I just started looking around and the way I interpreted this vision was, how did I interpret this? Okay, I took it as, well, I definitely can't eat a burger or meat for that matter. Like I can't physically eat meat after seeing that. That was the message for me. But I also took the message as if you were to actually stand in a slaughterhouse, not and not see just the pictures that marketing and media give to you around the food that you're eating or what's happening to these animals. When you actually look into 
how many are horribly abused and mistreated for no reason at all. There's absolutely no reason. I, like I have, if you want to eat meat, eat meat. I have no issues around that. And I have eaten meat at times in my life. And if you want to have dairy products, same thing. But if you were to actually see behind the curtain of what really goes on in so many of those places, how packed they are, how inhumane the practices are, and how you treat this planet and how you treat the consciousness on this planet is a direct reflection of how you treat yourself and you treat others. You're not going into one of these slaughterhouses and cutting off a pig's tail or stomping on a cow or doing any of the sick things that literally happen before they're dead and in a supermarket packaged up in plastic. Um, it's just completely different from the smiling cow that you see on a carton of milk. Just to even get you that milk, that cow has to be impregnated over and over again and not naturally. They have to be consistently pregnant to be able to produce the milk. And then it never actually goes to their young if they ever have any. Their young are either killed or then bred to have the exact same life and either be a slave to the industry, which is also very symbolic in so many ways, or to be killed and packaged and a product now and whatnot. But anyway, <clears throat> now looking back on it, I wonder if there was so much more to that vision and if I could get it again exactly as it was then, if I could see it again the way that I did, where I felt it the way that I felt it. I wonder if there was even more things that those cows were trying to tell me. And I know that like, that might be laughable to you, but it's not to me. So anyway, and, and this is like, I'm not asking you to change anything after you listen to this pod. I'm just asking you to listen to it. I'm just asking you to look at these things and face them in your own way and Put the blame on the people where it rightfully involves. And I see all these people with such huge hearts. I see all these people today awakening in ways and waking up and people talking about mental health and people talking about so many things that are progressive. And yet I also see so much wasted energy into or so much um, blame and animosity directed towards other people who have also been victims of society or who really aren't out here responsible for some of the stuff that's happened, you know? But anyway, I'm sure if you follow me online, you know my thoughts on the government and, and certain systems put in place. But even from how I felt last year, I even now have a completely different view from that. Well, last year, I felt I needed to call out the government and challenge the government in ways and look at them in ways I had never looked at them before. And I felt like I needed to look into history and look into different things. It was a part of my spiritual awakening process. That's a piece of the puzzle as you really start to remember who you are 
and who you were before society got to you or before your parents got to you or before trauma got to you and whatever. Um, now I even understand that the government, I look at it even differently where I see how even the bad serves purpose and even the shadow serves purpose. And I see the progress that they can't hide no matter how much they try to separate us still and have us fighting with each other. I see the ways we as a society have grown and changed for the positive. And no matter what they throw at us, how we're going to continue to try to love ourselves more and to love each other if we are moving forward um, and evolving. And for those of us who aren't, then whatever lies for them lies for them. And they'll figure things out when they figure things out. And they might never evolve in this lifetime. And that's between them and their soul and their idea of God or their idea of after or their idea of this life. Um, and they can have that. But anyway... Now, fast forward to where we are today, seeing now all these cows laying dead and dropping dead. Um, it settles in me. It impacts me the way that that vision did. And I definitely wonder what's really going on with them. I think there's so many things at play. I think the earth and mother nature has absolutely been screaming to us that we're out of balance and that the life and the impact of our actions are not sustainable. And what's amazing is I find it so interesting that these people with huge platforms and deep pockets, people who actually have the ability to change things, if you are um, a billionaire and you're passionate about these issues as you say you are, you could absolutely change them if you wanted to. You could absolutely completely end or radically shift certain things. Um, and if you're saying that's not possible, then give me that money and we'll see what I can get done, you know, or give it to somebody else who's capable. I, I find it hard to believe that we continue to come to these same issues in every single generation and they continue to resurface and they're never actually fixed no matter what like is put in place to fix them. So the people in charge, the people in power, the people with infinite money will tell you it's climate change. Um, there's people out there that will tell you it's God or the devil. There's people out there. Or let's go back to the government and people in power, people with big platforms. There's people that will tell you to fear Mother Nature. There's people that will tell you to fear planet Earth. There's people that will tell you to fear aliens. There's people that will tell you to fear the sun. 
There's people that will tell you to fear the air. There's people that will tell you to fear each other. There's people that will tell you to fear themselves. There's people that will tell you to fear the political party that you don't identify with. There's people that will tell you to fear guns. There's people that will tell you to fear all these things. And yet, who's behind all this? What should we actually be fearing if we should have any fear at all? 